There's a kids wow. movie. There's a kids movie that we used to watch because it was a video. We had the VHS tape of it in my mm-hmm. cousin's house called Once Upon a Forest. Mm. And it was about these like forest animals who have to like find their way home. It's about the dangers of pollution. And at the end of the movie, they're like all reunited with their parents. And then they go, everyone's parents are back. And then one of the animals goes, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And it's been like an inside joke with me and my cousins for years. Because like, when we were like That's in high school, so we were sad. like, do you guys remember this? The tragic moment. Oh my God. <laughs> I think everybody else had Fern Gully. Right. And we had Once Upon a Forest. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly If your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and big turkey, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's Big Tuna. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I don't like him, his giant head, <laughs> or his eating little eyes. Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll be talking about the episode The Return from Season 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll head to the conference room for a very special announcement. Oh. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. Exciting news. But before we get into all I'll that. stick around, dude. Alex, do we have any housekeeping to start off? Uh, we do. Um, and that is to say that in the house, there's a room called Patreon room. <laughs> no, that's, that's a terrible. I'm going to just stop that. Join our Patreon, guys. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Um, that is where you will find the Scott's Tots community. One of one of the better communities globally, mm-hmm. I'd say. <laughs> yes, if you're looking at a list of global communities. We're twenty fifteen twenty rank somewhere in there. Um, just below. I don't know where to go. With that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing today, dude. Uh, no, it's 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 a wonderful place to be, and it only costs five dollars a month to get in there. And here's here, uh, Sean. Here's what you get. Oh, because I don't even think you know. I, I have you no get, idea. You get uh, ad-free episodes, okay. number one. Oh. You get access to our monthly exclusive mailbag episodes in which we sit and we open that entire suggestion box, just yeah. like Michael, and we answer every single question. And this is like a secret episode that other people aren't allowed to They don't get to, to, and you can yeah. make fun of them. Wow. Because they haven't heard it. Ha <laughs> ha. Start dropping references. Be like, oh man, that joke in the mailbag episode was so funny. And then they'll be jealous, and then they'll join. <laughs> and then you'll be saved. And then you'll be saved. Uh, no, that's... that's. Uh, you also uh, contribute to our uh, ongoing donations to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Oh, well, that's a good cause. Uh, it's a wonderful cause, um, uh, helping us to serve the mission that Michael Scott could not. Um, and, and then you also get some exclusive uh, Discord channels. Nice. And, uh, you know, while I, while I bring up Discord, check out our Discord. Uh, this is open to the public. Uh, this is you'll, you'll find a link to it in our episode descriptions. Get on there, join the community. It's thriving. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on in Discord. A lot going on on the Tots. We got. Uh, we just released actually our first test episode of our new podcast called Captive right. Audience. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new show, folks. Whole new show. Whole new show. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're workshopping it, and our Tots got to hear the first pilot test episode to give us some feedback. So, not only are you supporting our show, you're helping us create another. That we're going to serve right back to you. 
people helping people, you know, feels awesome. good. Um, so that's just a taste of, of what you can find. Well, uh, well, thank you. Thank you to our uh, supporters through Patreon, our Scott's Tots. <laughs> uh, you guys mean the world to us, so go check it out. Yeah. Um, the, you know, this bit of me doing all this, it's it's getting, it's getting to be... <laughs> <laughs> I might need to retire it here oh. soon and make it... Make oh, it, you're your own harshest critic. Make it 10 <laughs> seconds long it's instead. <laughs> <laughs> that might be good. We can trade roles. Okay. I can do housekeeping right. and you can do the... Yeah. All right. Well, now, now it's time for Edwin's role, uh, oh. which is Edwin. Oh, you know what? Actually, before I ask you, I'll just say that let's get into our main topic for today. The episode... The Return, mm. Season 3, Episode mm. 14. It aired on January 18th, 2007. It was written by Lee Eisenberg and Michael Schur and Gene Stupnitsky. And it was directed by Greg Daniels. And before we move on, I just want to say shout out to Gene Stupnitsky, who wrote and directed uh, No Hard Feelings, which was a movie I just watched the other day, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Have you oh, guys sure. seen that? I'm, uh, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Uh, so it. I recommend it. Yeah. I, I thought it was very funny and very good. And uh, good job, Gene. <laughs> uh, Edwin, why are we talking about this episode today? Well, I'm excited to share that I am back in Portland for Woo! a very short window of time. Oh, my God. There yeah. you are. Hey, remember me? Uh, yeah. So Alex and Sean and I are recording in person for the first time in, yeah. what, six or seven months? It would have been April, I think. Well, we we recorded independently that's in Italy. Oh, that's you true. guys recorded oh, that's together true. in France. In France, yes. what a jet-setting podcast yeah. we are! Um, but when were we all? I think when I when came, could we all touch each other? I think when I was in Oregon in April. Wow! For a wow. wedding, yeah. Wow! <laughs> a thousand days, yeah. Ago, yeah. The, yeah. But it's it's really nice to be recording in person once again, first time in a long time. The energy is palpable yeah we're back baby we're vibing and thriving (laughs) in the living room and uh i thought the return was a perfect uh, episode to kind of be on (laughs) to be on theme with today hell yeah very good yes uh yeah it's really really exciting to have to have edwin back it was kind of a surprise Mm -hmm. very uh short notice i'm back for a quick work trip but yeah the prodigal son (laughs) oh how the turntable prodigal he's returned (laughs) Our balls are in your court. Yeah. Um, so the return, uh, also what was really great about Edwin being here is we all just watched this together. We mm-hmm. watched yeah. the extended cut, of course, on Peacock. Movie um, Mondays. <laughs> movie Mondays. Uh, movie Sundays. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it is Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right, right, right. NFL Sunday, and I'm sitting here <laughs> doing a pod, not watching football. Uh so, uh, yeah, it was really fun to sit down and watch this. I think that I never really paid attention when I when I watched the extended cut of season uh, season three. So it was nice to mm-hmm. watch uh, this. I noticed a couple of deleted scenes uh, this time through that I'd never seen before, um, which, of course, we'll talk about. But let's start with the cold open. Uh, this is kind of a two-parter. And it sets the, you know, I mean, it, it's this is where we're at in the show. Dwight is at Staples. He has quit. Uh, Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm quitting. <laughs> well, we all shall fall. Staples Today getting Dwight Schrute and Josh Porter in just a span of a few months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would have been so funny if Josh was the one managing that store. That Staples? Yeah. Or Josh <laughs> comes in and tries to, to as a store check and runs into Dwight. Yeah. And, my, and like Michael's also, right, when Michael's there. Would, yeah. Yeah. Could have been a good deleted scene. <laughs> Josh? Good. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, I'm the regional director yeah charge of sales <laughs> it is a really bizarre um 
like uh, product integration here for Staples. Uh, right. <laughs> Dwight be miserable working there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but clearly there must have been some deal, just like the one with Chili's. It is funny to watch Dwight on the job hunt, where he comes in in his coat and his like beanies yeah. and his mm-hmm. what is it, a balaclava mm-hmm. uh, that covers the face, That's and to, wa- to watch him go in, yeah. Like with so much excitement, like they could really convey the story of his job hunt with just a few quick scenes, a couple of really strange job interviews, yes, air punching for the camera, and then walking back a little more dejected, giving a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I always really enjoyed. Uh, this was kind of like an art department joke uh, getting delivered. It was uh, him him saying like I would describe myself as jackhammer, and like just kind of listing all these masculine. He says three things. words and then says seven words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then we just cut to. The person who's interviewing him, like the the whole set is like pink almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw. I noticed that. Yeah, it's like... a, you know, just to just like he's telling the the last person <laughs> that you'd want to say this to. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves the hunt. You know, mm-hmm. Dw- yeah. Dwight Schrute loves the thrill of the chase. He likes to dominate. He yeah. likes to. He likes to. He's like Angela. He's like he enjoys being judged. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he likes selling himself, as we've seen him do. I mean, countless times on the show. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time it's like he's out in the wild. Yeah. He, um, he gets a little discouraged. And just within, yeah, these four or five shots, he's he's like, we see excited. We see kind of really <laughs> subdued thumbs up. Um, yeah. And then he's in literally just at Staples, Staples like, yeah. with a Dwight sales associate. The red polo shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a whole arc in, in a very short succession. And then, uh, and then the second part of this is, uh, is of course, he, you know, he, he's sort of been replaced in a way uh, by Andy, who is now um, in Dwight's desk, uh, still at Dunder Mifflin, and um, <laughs> this is where we get the the ringtone. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, just in general, I mean, starting off with a bang. This is this episode is full of some of the best Andy Bernard quotes. Yeah. Oh, we give him unlimited runway. I think, um, you know, I was thinking while we were watching this, I remember there's a quote from John Krasinski where he talks about testing with Dwight, um, or with, uh, sorry, with Rain Wilson Mm -hmm. and that Rain Wilson would do this thing where you make this like beeping noise and it just annoyed John Krasinski (laughs) so much as Jim, like they had this sort of annoyance dynamic Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And it's really interesting to see Andy just have unlimited, or Ed Helms, I guess, have unlimited runway to kind of do that same thing to just kind of test and poke and prod with every little thing right at, uh, right at Jim and right at John Krasinski. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Andy just gets full scope, do whatever you want. Andy's on display, or this version of Andy is on yeah. full display. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was too because like this was sort of Ed Helms was not written for the long haul. No, for the show. So this was supposed to be his like, last episode. This is a send off. Where yeah, they're like here, here's the spotlight. Here's your here's your grand exit. Yeah, and it, it is a pretty neat, clean exit. Really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's like he gets sent to anger management school, and you can assume he's probably not welcome back at. At, at this Chili's. <laughs> right. It'd be, it'd be, I mean, in real life, you would not really want to send this person back to that office, no matter whether yeah. they've been yeah. through anger management Even though they said not. that, like, I assume Dunder Mifflin's picking up the bill for this. Anger like, management. It said, yeah. it said they're sending him to right. anger management, which, yeah, is, which is kind of weird. I wonder if that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, yeah, if, like if you freak out and punch a no, hole in the wall. No, you pay for professional. Roy didn't go to anger management. No, yeah, he fi- did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy is also not a very good salesman, so nope. They should have just fired. Him. But that hasn't right. been established at this point in the show. No, yeah, but that's why that's this, true. This mm-hmm. whole thing is like, yeah, this is this is let Andy 
be so annoying. We just got to get him out of here. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. Like none of the other it's it's all the other characters are really, really tuned down. Brian, Creed, Stanley, Phyllis. Not that they make a lot of noise in the background anyway, but like it feels like everyone is quiet so that Andy can do his shtick. And it's like it's singing and it's like the miming and the just yeah. constant talking. Jam yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene Laying in particular. Charm. <laughs> <laughs> this scene, though, in particular is, is is fantastic. I think when we were watching it, Alex, you mentioned like he has not broken eye contact. Like yeah. Andy mm-hmm. and Jim are just staring at each other the entire time. Yeah. They're listening to this ringtone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this, and he even yeah. hold, the way he holds the phone up like. This entire episode, like Ed Helms does a really good job of like, there was all, we all went to school with like, there was probably like an annoying kid in your class at every level of school. And part of what does it for me, they're always just a little, they're like three inches too close to you. Yeah. You're like, I just need like space. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're just, you're really, really annoying. Just the, the expression on his face as he's doing these things. And and physically like Ed Helms is in everyone's business this entire episode, mm -hmm. whether he's, yeah holding his phone out to Jim or he's just swaying and right in front of Michael's desk or he's sitting up next to Michael at reception. Yeah. I, I, I mean, can I, you always. imagine just being in that office trying to make a phone call or just think mm-hmm. and someone's going zombie. I'm not even, gonna, I have that drop and I'm not going to play it. There's an intensity to this version of Andy, the Andy that's in this yeah. episode that isn't really there in post anchor management. Andy, I think yeah. um, maybe because like post anchor management, Andy is just more of an employee and doesn't mm-hmm. have the same motivation until later um, or the same kind of, he's not trying to quote, cozy up to Michael. He's not trying to do all these things yeah. uh, in the same way that he is here, but like there's an intensity and in, like this, the, the, into the way that like he's like making direct eye contact with Jim while he's playing the ringtone, mm-hmm. um, the way he's following Michael at every stage and every turn mm-hmm. and just kind of, again, like you said, closing the space and just being right next to him, mirroring everything. Mm-hmm. Person, yeah. Personality mirroring name repetition, never breaking handshake. So, yeah. yeah. And I think he also, I, I, I've not been to anger management school, but I would imagine <laughs> that there is, I would think there's a part of this is like learning how to like yourself. I think that's a big sure. deal of like stop projecting on other people and getting angry because he's clearly like Andy's trying so hard to just like be really liked and want to be have everyone like him. And yeah. his version of that is, yeah, <laughs> performing all the time, basically. Sure. Um, and I, I don't I, like I, Michael. And, and this is where it's like. It's like the people that annoy you are the most similar to you yes. generally, right? Yeah. And that's what Michael's going through. Because he, Michael says it. He's like, Andy and I should be best buds on paper. Right. But I can't like, I can't stand him. Um, and so I wonder if, you know, like post-anger management, maybe Andy likes himself a little more and he's a little less intense trying to get like so desperate for any amount of attention and feedback. There's also a piece of it where he's not trying to impress everyone or get everyone to like him. He's trying to get Michael and Jim to like him. Yeah, yeah true. So it's not like he's putting on a show for everyone or trying to be this way mm. with every other character. Because he's being so direct and intense yeah. with just these two characters and nobody else, it's so clearly fake yeah. um, that you would be. it would be really easy to suss out if you were yeah. Ryan or... Oscar or whomever, well, um, yeah. like he wants to be top henchman. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, I mean, he he basically says it when he's like, you know, I'm really looking forward to working directly under you, to Jim, even though I am older and more experienced. Yeah. Like, even though like, you're younger and have less experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then that proceeds right into an Andy and the Tuna song. Right. What it do? What it do? <laughs> By the way, doesn't all that happen? Jim does the congratulations universe. 
Yeah. Talking head, and then it's intro, then credits. Uh, All I'm saying is this a cold open that has two different. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've kind of rolled past the cold cold open into just like the. No, no, no. Well, we did, we've rolled, yeah, but it is, all this happens. The the whole ringtone happens before the intro. It's a double barreled Mm -hmm. cold open, which is kind of rare. And these are pretty much, I mean, I guess, yeah, these are, these are kind of the, the storylines for this episode. Maybe besides, uh, you know, a C storyline of uh, Oscar has returned. I mean, I think that's a, yeah, that's kind of a beast. I would, it's like, I, I mean, guess the, yeah, hard. It's hard to force rank, but maybe you've got Andy Dwight or Andy Michael Jim. Yeah, you've got Dwight in the return, and then yep. you have Oscar coming back in some, in some kind of order. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, yeah. the return could be in reference to either Oscar. So that's or, a bit of a tease. Dwight. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I've uh, there's a note here that says this episode was originally titled Oscar's Return, but I think making it the return uh, also makes it work very well with Dwight and Dwight yeah. coming back. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I wanted you to did mention. all this for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the best. Like I guess you call that a swing pan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Over to uh, over to that banner. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing else I noticed, uh, and again, I don't apologize if I'm going past the cold open, but Jim, Let's go past it. I don't. I don't normally pick up we on these kinds it. of details, but Jim is is showing uh, a lot of Tim from the British Office. He's very fidgety and really visibly oh, annoyed, yeah. and and like you can see the way he gets up from his desk, like it's really pushing him in a way that doesn't always happen with Jim. Normally, Jim is pretty kind of even keeled hands in pockets and we'll say something yes. like yikes um like jim wants to make fun of dwight for taking things too seriously mm-hmm. for the most part versus andy is unprompted coming like going to going into jim's territory whether mm-hmm. it's singing or whatever and i feel like yeah that's a really good comparison because yeah tim in the bbc office is he like gareth makes him feel yeah prickly he's just like mm-hmm. i need to physically get away from you for a little bit mm. And I don't think he has that with Dwight. Dwight's just like, dude, you're annoying me because you're taking, you're sending me memos about rules in the office. Like, yeah, screw you. Versus, yeah, Andy singing zombie. It's cringe. Five feet away from you. And and then going into the second verse, like mm. not, not, not taking <laughs> hints. Like that yeah. happens, I mean, with the ringtone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the ringtone hits a natural spot where he would end and start again. And we were watching it. And it was like he just yelled, and it goes into like how long is this ringtone? Because it goes into the second verse, and he's still Wanna just holding it? it up for him. He's like, I thought you might like this like, on his razor. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. big tuna. Very. Where is my cellular phone? <laughs> cell phone my device? <laughs> it's it's a very different way of annoying, and and props to the writers for sort of differentiating that. And I mean, like, it leans into what Ed Helms does well perfectly mm-hmm. i mean this character like we've talked about this version of andy is mm-hmm. like this is peak andy um and the rest of season three a little bit too but yeah. um this especially is just like the, the frat annoying andy there's something too about this is going to sound oh, there's a small detail but the khaki pants with the dark jacket it really yeah. paints him as just clashing with the rest of the office in a way later on he's, he's not his yeah. easter day easter sunday preppy. no yeah. yeah or like life is long no. one brunch he's a like one long brunch, he's like old yeah. money preppy mm. that yeah. just you're just you look at you just go like fuck that kid like, yeah 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 <laughs> god <laughs> exactly and he's singing man he's all the time like right in my ear singing Mm-hmm. without no one asking yeah. but it's just such a contrast from the way that jim dresses the way that michael dress all the other yeah, right. uh and not even salespeople, but just so many of the other staff members yeah um like they don't dress that, that particular yeah. way it's very funny the only other contrast is usually Bre- uh dwight with his shirt sleeves and his browns right you know um right. but yeah. yeah it really really stands out in this episode makes yeah. him seem like even more of an outsider from the rest of the staff yeah 
It's true. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that. That's that's a great point. Yeah, there is just uh, like the just the way he looks. You he doesn't even have to open his mouth. You're like you you don't belong here. Very punchable, this Andy. <laughs> Extremely like, punchable in this. Not episode. that we condone any of that, but yeah. you just when you talk, when you think about punchable faces, you're just like, that, see this this helps and this one man is tough. And and then like it's it's also too it's like the brown nosing is just so mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah, I mean it's I mean uh, like even Michael is picking up on the fact that it's fake, even though maybe yeah. it's it, he hasn't quite put his finger on it until he talks to Jim in the break room. Right. It's you know he he senses it he too. Doing that with me. I mean yeah. that's one thing that's really interesting is to watch Michael deal with this because at first you get the sense that Michael has never had this kind of attention before. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he has Dwight, of course, but it's different with Dwight because uh, Dwight seems to have like a genuine, like, I guess it's admiration for him. It changes, but like they'll always be friends, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, Dwight has this sort of uh, he like it does seem like he really likes Michael. He's actually looking up for Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, right. In addition to him being the boss, and with Andy, it, it it like maybe feels that way at first, and then it fades really, really quickly. And I mean, it's really funny to watch Michael react to these things. And even that scene where he's standing behind the door and narrating mm-hmm. while Andy's wandering around the office looking for him, and it comes back to Michael. He says, "I just don't understand how someone can have so little self awareness." Yeah, it's just like <laughs> such an amazing line for Michael Scott to be delivering. Exactly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Michael just needed to run into. A younger, worse version of himself. He's <laughs> disgusted with it. He's just mm-hmm. like, gosh. But at no point does Michael have that revelation either of like, oh right. my gosh, I think I'm kind of like this sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Michael is the person who wants everyone to like him. Yeah, so right. it's just like a different sort of thing. He puts out that right. energy to everyone to some extent. Target one person. Yeah, yeah. Doing. And, and we get that nice little bit of exposition from Jim, um, or sorry, from Karen talking to Jim. It's like. Or sorry, Jim talking to Michael, and he's like, "Oh, he did this with Josh in Stanford all the time." Right, um, which is, I think, going to the best line, best moment in this episode. Michael saying, "If Andy was doing that with Josh, <laughs> he'd be doing that with me." <laughs> with Michael, deathly seriousness. Yeah. Just, just... Well, that's one addition from the super fan cut. I think is Michael, well, the full version of the scene, yeah, which is yeah, Michael with yeah. his head down on the desk, and Jim walks in. He says. Um, <laughs> like Sean no i'm sure. not okay and no i don't want to talk about it yeah <laughs> fine okay. okay yeah yeah uh speaking of michael um love the introduction of michael in this episode which is driving up in the snow with the top down on oh, uh, on the sebring. <laughs> the sebring and uh and he can't get the top up which is just like it's 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 kind of inconsequential, right? This doesn't really lead to... It's just a small joke that later the convertible is full of snow and he looks a bit tussled when he gets into the staples. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> that's the whole joke. Yeah. I think in the normal cut or the regular version, we just see the shot out the window of the car that is filling with snow. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of the interactions in the parking lot. We do see him dig... I, I remember yeah. him digging, digging out, out the but snow But we don't get bit. all of the same sort of... We don't no. have him like, turning to the camera and being like, the, co- the top won't, co- won't come right. up. Yeah. Right, right. Or um, even when he runs out and to get to rescue Dwight or to go back and got, he he walks out and sees his car full of snow. He does this little mime of throwing his hands up. It's like, so so like funny. He got it, like he yeah. forgot about. Yeah, the he top. comes around the corner um, out of the building. Yeah. Oh, God. Meanwhile, he's just been staring out the window in his office <laughs> this entire episode. Well, it's funny to watch him go from full sprint to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just just a minor obstacle. <laughs> Dig the snow out of yeah. <laughs> while he's on his way to get Dwight back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he also runs into Oscar in the parking lot, who is back show. from his uh, vacation, uh, his his gaycation, as Kevin uh, would say. coins it. 
Um, Gets a fist bump from Oscar for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have an Oscar fist, fist bump, sir. There's only a few of them you see in the show, but they always make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oscar is warmly welcomed back into the accounting department, even by Angela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who a now... Tearful, yes. A tearful Angela. Yes. Have you... Okay, I thought about this when we were watching the episode, but Oscar sits down... And Kevin says, hey, Oscar, how was your vacation? He goes, that's funny, Kevin. And he says, thanks. thought of that like two seconds after you left, right? Fist bump. And then he turns and he says, hello, Angela. And Angela just says, Oscar, have you ever greeted anyone in your life like this? You see it in TV movies and stuff where people just say the name. Yeah. Have you ever greeted anyone in your life like this? Maybe as a joke. Yeah. I mean, like, I think think I've done that. There's There's a couple of people at work who I love, you know, you love to be like, ah, my arch nemesis. Mm hmm. Yeah, Samuel. If someone, yeah, I will return that. If someone does it to me, much like Andy, the personality mirroring, someone's like, yeah, I, it's it's usually it happens with the Mister, like yeah. Mister Ward, yeah, like, yeah, oh, Mister Nye, <laughs> like or whoever. Like it's always an old yeah. friend or just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of all she can get out. But then she then she invites him into the party planning committee mm-hmm. because certain people, certain situations, certain <laughs> accountants. Well, the the dynamic works well there because uh, he says um, with he all says the women, the, yeah. And Kevin starts laughing from the other side. It's really funny to have Kevin as an audience Can member. Can I join too? Never, never. never? Yeah. yeah, just the inflection in her voice too. Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't even want to respond to it. Yeah, I. It is fun to watch Oscar kind of come back and just kind of be welcomed back. It's funny because uh, you know everyone seems pretty uh, cordial. With Oscar and uh, yeah. Michael is the one who's uh, again starting to say ridiculous things. It, it begins kind of as a normal day for Oscar, I think, and then he asks, "Where's Dwight?" And mm-hmm. then we get that explanation from Creed and Jim. Um, Decapitated. Yeah, we had a funeral for a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of that's real. You're not real, man. It is funny because it like it isn't actually ever explained to Oscar what happened to Dwight. No, we can yeah, assume he we finds, can assume out, finds but... out. Yeah. Well, yeah. he sees him later that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> he takes over his party. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love to. I mean, all, all this uh, with uh, just staying on Oscar for a second, like you know, him being in the party planning committee to plan his own party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love this whole scene. Ah, a burro. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think one thing that is effective about this episode is that it's like combining. The Michael, Andy, Jim, or the Michael, Andy, Jim stuff with the and Dwight's return with Oscar coming back to the office as well. It kind of gives those things a little bit of space. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if Oscar was just to return and it was a normal episode and the whole focus of the episode was just about Oscar's return, Mm -hmm. I think that joke of Michael being ignorant would get kind of repetitive. And I think with enough other content in the plot to balance it, I think... It has the right balance here, which is that's nice. a, that's yeah. an excellent point. I think I feel like there would have been more of Michael being the Andy of this episode, yeah. being kind of all up in Oscar's business, like you know, saying you know things that while he means well are inappropriate and uh, giving right. Oscar too much attention, and ultimately probably causing another yeah. settlement. <laughs> a few times, Michael absorbs the sarcasm. Uh, and he takes it completely earnestly and says, well, thank you. Like, <laughs> like the burrow is the first time he does it later. Reminds me of uh, the three, three amigos, amigos with yeah. Chevy Chase mm-hmm. and Steve Martin. Martin. Like, wow. <laughs> like Michael is He's like floored. Kinda, yeah. Like, wow. You didn't need to say that. Like, he got compared to Steve Martin. He's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, 
Speechless. Well, I love when he says, "Does this, he, well, the other thing that Michael says, does this remind you of your childhood? And the camera again pans to amazing pan. like Kevin, Stanley, and Meredith, and I think one other character, they're all just standing, eating, and they have sombreros and fake mustaches on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does this remind you of your childhood? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and, and we do get later, like, you know, Angela and <laughs> Oscar are talking, and she's like, do you like your party? And he's like, you know what? I'm actually having a really good time. And then Angela, Angela just walks away. away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden, the part parties for Dwight. <laughs> um, I guess I, 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 you know, another kind of uh, background uh, thing that's happening in this episode too is that Karen Filippelli is there. Yeah. And um, you know, once Jim, uh, you know, is has been driven to his breaking point by Andy, which is pretty quickly in this episode. Uh, he goes to Karen first mm. and asks if she wants to help him prank, uh, prank Andy. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I think that maybe she would have, but she says that she's just a little too busy for it. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of how it starts with. I mean, this is kind of a big episode for for that whole love triangle. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Jim holds out on asking Pam. He goes to Ryan next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryan really throws it back in his face. With <laughs> Ask me again 10 years ago. Wow. I liked you better as the temp. Me, me too. Me too. This <laughs> <laughs> little Jim, Jim Ryan conversations. Yeah. They, ha- it's, they happen... It's another a few one times a season, you know, that like the string cheese you just started going for it. Like mm. that's Toby, I think. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. That is Toby. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's an, that's another relationship where it's like on paper, they should be best friends, mm-hmm. but they they just can never find They're it. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, he goes to Pam and it, it is. I mean, one of the things that maybe I appreciate this episode is that it's it's in a really strong era of the show in season three. I mean, this is one of the peaks, which is probably like the viewership is incredibly high. Yeah. The, I mean, you think about the writing and directing, that's like mm-hmm. some of the signature people involved with the office, Greg Daniels, Mike Schur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed um, Holmes is Eisenberg, very much a guest Sinitsky. star. Yeah. Ed Holmes is still guest starring. And the fact that it layers in all these comedic storylines and some of the hard hitting Jim, Pam, Karen stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one thing that this episode, the Superfan cut did was it just had more of Karen. Yeah. And it just like it gave her a little bit more screen time. And it, it's really interesting to see, like, think about why they edited some of those things out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holidays are coming up. And while I look forward to the holidays, I know it can also be a very stressful time for a lot of people. The weather gets a lot worse, there's less sunshine, and just the holidays cause a lot of stress for people. This time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. There's been several times throughout my life that I've gone to therapy, and it can help so much just to talk to somebody else about things going on in your life. It's really helpful to learn positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, all these things can be helped out by therapy. It's not for just people who've like had major trauma. Um, the anxiety of day-to-day life can sometimes be a reason that you need therapy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Scott today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Scott. The super fan episodes in general, I feel like we've talked before about how they, they kind of change the tone of the episode a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Typically making things a little darker, I'd say. And sometimes it makes sense that certain things or certain like, you know, D plot lines were cut. Um, this one, one w- felt a little bit more like all this could have stayed. Like I, mm. I could all this kind of fits the the the, Karen the stuff tone, yeah, the, uh, the Karen stuff, oh. e- even or just, everything. It, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I felt like there was no deleted scene where I'm like, oh yeah, I see why they, why they cut that. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think all this was probably just cut oh, for time. There is one. Kevin. Oh, oh, you're thinking no, not that the, one. There, well, there's one deleted scene where I think they didn't need this one. Okay, and it's the interaction in the break room between Oscar and Toby, where. <sighs> Oscar's there and Toby Oscar's like taking a break having a soda or something and Toby's like how's your vacation mm-hmm. he goes great you're up lots of oh, pictures yeah. he says how about <laughs> you he's like oh my daughter just had her birthday party lots of pictures long silence should we email each other the pictures and Toby says I don't think that's necessary <laughs> it's kind of funny but it. it doesn't really add much to the episode I, ag- no. yeah. I agree but- also the Kevin with the candy yeah. coming out of the butt pinata i love that. i love that was really <laughs> funny yeah. didn't need it didn't need it if All you're right. gonna cut for time fair enough yes yes but at the same time i mean like the the i i think the kevin ryan thing just kind of it lent itself a little bit more to the whole party planning element sure. kevin, i don't know why like it just seemed unne- like really unnecessary that oscar toby seen a little bit i i yeah. outside I, of acknowledging the fact that he had pictures sorry i think i think the value in that scene is that it is um you know something that the, the the office used to do and probably at this point is kind of transitioning out of which is they would show relatable Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. what it's like to work in an office jokes, and I yes. think that's the value in. Remember, that scene. these are coworkers, not friends, right? Like right. this is what it looks like. Yeah, or like you know that feeling sure. when it's uh, you know someone's like, "Wow, how's your vacation? Great, great, yeah, great!" Cool. And it's like, I don't because I could tell you all about it, but <laughs> do we really want to do that right now? I mean, it's or the same are you just feeling. Being nice, yeah. Right when Oscar comes in, like, "Hello, everyone." Like Jim turns around, and everyone's just kind of like, "Hey, Oscar's hey, back! Hey, Oscar's yeah. back! Cool!" And then yeah. it's just sort of, and the workday continues. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a party for him later. Yeah. Um, but like, but you know, that just those being like slightly unnecessary versus Ke- like jokes about Kevin's like you know horrible gambling problem that have been you know cut out of other episodes yeah, or something right. like that. That's all. Um. I, I think it's probably uh, maybe talk a little bit about like the talk about vacation days. Talk. No, <laughs> 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 uh, kind of back to Andy a little bit. Yeah. Um, when, when he's tailing Michael for a lot of this episode, mm-hmm. and sort of the the gradual realization Michael is having of like, oh boy, like. I made the biggest mistake of my life. Um, and we, Michael has, Steve Carell does very good under the breath work a few times in this episode. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Like a lot of little, yeah. Yeah. oh no, I've made a mess. Uh, of, of sort of Andy feeling this Dwight void in the office. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of Andy is, is like, oh, Dwight's not here. 
I'm going to fill all of his mm-hmm. space that he took up. Um, and, but, but, but like throughout the episode, you're getting everyone else. Like the whole reason Karen is not doing the prank with Jim on Andy is because she's dealing with yeah. her, all the new clients yeah, she got Dwight. from Dwight. Yeah. Same with Phyllis, same with Stanley. They're all like doing yeah. this. Um, the, the, the plants, the browning leaves, really nice little details. Once again, like, a great art department joke. Great art department joke. <laughs> Greens had to swap out the plants. Had, yeah, <laughs> totally. And the, seeing the shot of Dwight doing the toys on Michael's desk. Watering the plants. It's a very endearing little bit of Dwight of just like how much he cares. And yeah. for all of Dwight's faults, when, when we say he takes his job seriously, this is what it looks like. Like right. he's watering mm-hmm. the plants. He's, he's making Michael feel more at home. He's like doing all the little things. And he's a good salesman. It's it's so man, the more we talk about this episode and it was hitting me as we were watching it too, like it's it's so perfectly designed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that Michael has this realization and it adds to his missing Dwight and then later becomes the excuse that he jumps to the conclusion that Dwight didn't just do this for, you know, because Angela and Dwight are trying to hide their relationship. You know, he he fills in the blank with because Dwight loved this company and he would have done that for anyone. And and I love the the two times you get to see it (laughs) where uh, first when he's telling it to Angela and later when he's telling it to Dwight, (laughs) where they both are like so confused and then are just like, Oh great. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, also too, we of like a, uh, in the extended cut, you get Toby telling Michael about the severance. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, Dwight didn't. Right. And we offered him his, all of his, Three unpaid, months of vacation he, vacation he never took. He, he, never, took. And he says, mm-hmm. I want the company to keep that money. And Michael's very moved mm-hmm. by this yeah. because it's like, oh my gosh, Dwight is even more of a company man than Michael is. Yeah. And Michael is all about, like, this is this is his place. This is mm-hmm. his company. Um, and so seeing Michael sort of slowly unpack that at the same time that Andy is just in his ear, it's just a very nice... I think I think you remember those old pencils where you take the lead out and you put it back in the other end and it would push the next. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this episode is Andy and Dwight with that and like what's coming out and the new one is like right. oh it's the last one there's no more and it was like yeah. shoulda man that was a mistake. Yep. I um, wonder too if there isn't just to kind of continue with this like there there isn't like a little additional value that's added or um, a little additional context where like early in the episode when Michael's missing Dwight he goes over he's talking to Stanley and. He says, Stanley says, we talk all the time. Really? No. No. Yeah. And then same thing. Phyllis says, no, not close. And <laughs> it feels like to some extent, the people that aren't as invested maybe in the company, Stanley's not taking things very seriously. Uh, he know Michael knows yeah. Jim and Dwight's relationship. And then maybe Phyllis as well. Like he's, Dwight isn't close with those people, but like Angela, like, and Dwight are very close. Like that's, or, or somebody who cares about the company to some mm-hmm. extent. And then, um, yeah, like he just sees them as opposites. It's like Dwight is even more someone who's invested in the company. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. Michael's like for all the things, all the times Michael's been like, "Oh, Dwight, you're so like." Mm-hmm. All the times Michael gets bothered by Dwight, <laughs> he's now realizing, you know, it's like you don't you don't know what you got till it's gone. Narc, it's, such a narc. Michael, <laughs> like Michael's really feeling that sentiment right now. Yeah. I'm just like I never took the time to appreciate mm-hmm. Dwight, and, and now that he's now he's gone, and now I'm left with this. You know, as as Dwight will later call him a preppy freak. Yeah, I thought singing buffoon. Yeah, also yeah. something there Dwight calls him later. There you go. <laughs> I, you know, one thing. And, and that, yeah. And last thing on this no, one no, too no. is like Andy and Dwight are so complete opposites. Almost out of anyone in the office. If you go like, grew yeah. up on a farm, rural, 
like traditional old value, like very all this stuff. And it's Andy is like East Coast old money yachts, has no actual skills, has no land, has like you know, all those things that Dwight doesn't respect. Yeah. And it's, it's like, of course, they later will also fight for Angela. And yeah. it's just like these two guys are completely opposite, yet they they do kind of kind of work on the same corner a little bit in the office. Mm. And yeah. this and Michael is like, this is this is awful. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd r- much rather have Dwight taking this space up. Well, it's interesting, too, because you think maybe like my, a person like Michael might, you know, Michael sees himself as being part of corporate, mm-hmm. maybe moving to New York someday, something like that. But the reality of Michael is that he's like a Pennsylvania person. You know, mm. he when he's talking to Christian, he talks about being part of the county growing up here, mm-hmm. you know, how many schools there yeah. are, how many hospitals there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like that maybe in, connects him to Dwight a little bit more. They have these things in common. You know, obviously, sure. Michael eventually moves to Colorado, but he does seem a little more as a person who loves Scranton than someone like Andy, who is just moving there. For, Correct. He has yeah. a little bit of that realization that he kind of has after Michael Scott paper company arc. When Phyllis tells him, you know, you always said we were a family. Then you went after us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, that it's sort of that same moment of like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, I, I, we're kind of, I'm bringing us backwards in the conversation. Let's jump I around, okay. whatever. I would like to talk more about Karen in this episode. Sure. Because okay. I thought the deleted scenes that they added back with Karen were really, really interesting. Right. I mean, we get... The scene where Karen, you know, Jim is, I think Pam is already on board, but then Jim goes to Karen again. He says, last chance. And she says, yeah. I would love to, but I'm swamped. You need to email me with updates every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then later there's an element of Karen. Everyone's talking about the wall. She's like, I don't know why it's so funny that he punched the wall. Um, and it's, it's just funny. These little moments with Karen that add to the dynamic between her and Jim. Mm-hmm. Like the way this episode sort of reads without the additions, the super fan additions is Karen is totally sidelined because she's so busy with work. Yeah. And to just have that little extra, it kind of muddies the waters a bit. Um, it's just really interesting to watch the deleted scenes and how that plays with their dynamic because their dynamic, I think is so sensitive with the yeah. interactions and how things are taken. Um, it's almost like, you know, when we talk about relationships or we, we've talked about moments in the early episodes of The Office where it seems like Jim and Pam are like really going, things are going well. And there's this little moment where they're out of sync. Right. You know, and just lifted her up a little too high at the dojo. Yeah. Yeah. But with Karen and Jim, it's 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 different. Like I'm trying. Yeah. I don't know what the pattern is, but um, like what is like they just there are so many moments where it seems like they're just they should be right for each other because their personality seems so similar. But then things don't line up just right. Yeah. I mean, there's that there. Being a little too similar sometimes is mm-hmm. not. That's what Michael and Andy are going through. Exactly. And like that's kind of Karen and Jim because they are they are really similar. If you think yeah. about the way Karen will react to some things, that's very much Jim just like, I'm not doing Halloween. I'm not. You know, yeah. this is like Pam loves doing the silly costumes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim and Karen have that thing too. And, and like, look, it's not even Karen's fault. Like, yeah. she literally is not doing this because she's like, she actually has. 15 new clients she needs to onboard. Yeah. And yeah, they're at work. <laughs> break through the passwords of the mystical creatures. Yeah. The mythical creatures. And it's like, yeah, I'm guessing Pam's like at that moment, Pam probably is not having to do quite as much active work. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, Pam will do it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like, oh, Karen is not the right for Jim because she doesn't want to do this prank. It's just like, it's actually just not a good time. And mm-hmm. once Jim finally, you know, you, I mean, he, you could obviously the, the first person he, sh- like should go to with this is Pam because they used to do that together all the time. And she would be the one to say yes. And it ultimately is, but like, yeah, once he 
once he finally does go to her, you know, and she says yes instantly, mm-hmm. um, and like you know was already on that wavelength, was probably already thinking like. Andy's so annoying. Where, when are we going to prank him? Yes. And once they decide to, it's very intimate. <laughs> like, you know, all of a sudden Jim is going up to reception and putting his arms on the desk and being like, do I have any messages? And, you know, he kind of f- hides the cell phone back mm-hmm. there. But, you know, he wasn't doing that with Karen back in the office. Mm-mm. He wasn't even going up to reception. Now he's going to reception. Then there's just this great part, too, where it's almost like, choreographed where they both sort of stand up at the same time and they're mm-hmm. walking towards the uh break room and there's like th- i think that this is so subtly like um very offensive to like jim and karen is that like there's this little handoff the past, of the cell yeah. phone right behind where karen is sitting mm-hmm. and it's like even though they're just passing a cell phone between each other it's just very like you know, it's so yeah. secretive the way they do it and that they're walking right by Karen's desk. And then we get a cut to Karen kind of watching them walk off. Yeah. And like that's I think that that like that whole silent scene is like really accentuates like the the, the problems. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned this because when we were watching today, I thought to myself, why did Jim need to give the phone to Pam at all? I, I've been waiting to talk about yeah. breaking down this Be- prank. Because yeah. he could have just held onto the phone the whole time, yes. and then they could have done the same thing. He didn't need to give it to Pam. Yeah. Hiding it didn't seem to do anything different, because it's not like he was going And then all she, she really does be, is... She's keep, a lookout. Yeah, she's a lookout. Yeah. yeah. That's her whole. That's their whole involvement in the prank. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Jim could have absolutely kept the phone. Unless maybe he's like, I need to get the phone, give it to... Uh, Pam, so, so that, that she can like just, yeah. silence, silence it, it for a while until they throw Andy, it. Yeah, or that if Jim or Andy starts to search Jim's desk, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I thought about that. Like, it doesn't seem to make like it seems a little unnecessary. It adds to the tension, sure. But then I think that's a really good point that like they have this sort of hand to hand moment. It's not like yeah. holding hands or so, or like a bigger touch, but yeah. it is kind of this hand to hand pass. I mean, the phone. It's the type of literally thing, behind Karen's back. It's it's honestly the type of thing that I wonder if it wasn't there at first, and mm-hmm. they were like, "What can we do to like really turn the dial up on mm-hmm. like you know All just this feeling down. right, <laughs> this just kind of feeling wrong, you know that they're even though they're just doing a prank together, yeah." Like, there's something about it that's like, yeah. you know, they're kind of sneaking around together and all that. Or so. Karen might feel like, well, I'm not going to do it. And maybe thinking, well, Jim's just not going to do the prank. But yeah. it's like, no, immediately goes to Pam and she yeah. sees it playing out. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's all very subtle. It's it's just the little looks. And this is not the first time this has happened with Karen. And like, yeah, she's seen him and Pam interact before. And I forget which episode. And she comes up like behind him, and he's like, mm-hmm. "What are we doing? Are we pranking?" Yeah, and yeah. She, she tries to get involved. So like, mm-hmm. this has happened before. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I mean for for Karen, it's like so the so any day that I can't that I'm too busy to prank, I'm gonna lose you to the woman who you have you might have feelings for. Correct. Like you know, and and you know the way that this st- plot line ends for this episode is. Uh, Karen sort of marches into the conference room and sits right down next to Jim and says, do you still have feelings for her? And he just says, yes, he tries to score him for a second. He does. And like, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is Jim's move, by the way, Happen, the exact same thing happens with Katie on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, really, yes. I mean, what we an asshole. Break up. Yeah. 
He's very passive about this. Mm-hmm. He he's waiting for the the person to come to them and ask him directly. I think it's part points where he's like, it's so clear that I can't even pretend to deny it. That like yeah. I I do want to be with Pam. Like, well, and it's easy to well we should remember as well that the the episode preceding this is Traveling Salesman, where she's with Phyllis, and Phyllis she's says, I didn't think he'd it. ever get over her. Right, right. So this yeah, is all it, fresh. it's kind of his building. Yeah, um, I just yeah, there it's it's. It's good context. Yeah, it's really good. Well, it's just good. It, their, their, their dynamic is so compelling for the rest mm-hmm. of season three. Like, right. I just, I really enjoy it as, as a part of the office. Like, it's a it level like, of drama that we don't have, and tension that we don't have in a lot of other areas of the yeah. show. I mean, this, yeah, this, it's not like they're done now. It's like this plays out all the way till the job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, you'd, you'd think, oh, they break up after this episode. It's like, mm-hmm. no. No, they try to work it out, and Pam sort of tries to help and it yeah things get even weirder and messier well what's the line later in the negotiation where i think karen says like roy found out about jim and pam and tried to attack jim and i found out as well and my reaction was to have several long talks with jim about our relationship and he's like i think jim preferred roy's approach more yeah (laughs) yeah i'm I'm butchering the quote but i don't know what jim hated more yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) right um how about we take a quick break and then we'll finish up talking about the return Love it. How much time do we have left? Not a lot. Fifteen minutes. Okay. okay. So uh, do we just want to do. Let's let's main... like maybe I well, I think we should talk about Dwight a little bit because we haven't talked enough yeah, about Dwight. Yeah, I agree. And Agreed. then any closing thoughts? Maybe that would be the yeah yeah okay. And then we can just do conference room tomorrow if we're out of time. Yeah, we could. That's a good. I didn't even think about that. But yep. Yeah. Okay. I can also leave all this right here and right. That way we can just pick it up. Sure. Cool. Speaking of picking it up, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about the return. Uh, <laughs> hey, David. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we uh, we've talked about uh, Jim and Karen and Andy and Michael. Let's talk about Dwight. Uh, who is a very big part of this episode? And I mean, what fun! We get to see him in a different costume, in a different se- in a different place. <laughs> it's Always like he's in X Men school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It is nice to see Dwight in the red polo, and it is. I think uh, it's fun to see him in a different sales environment. Red fertile dirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 very. Uh, abrasive with his uh, sales approach for customers. He's very yeah. abrasive in his interactions with his coworkers. Uh, it's very funny to watch Paris, Yvette Nicole Brown, interacting with Dwight and just be very, it's going to be like that, huh? Yes. <laughs> so good. Because he, yeah, Dwight's just like jaded, just like, I'm just doing a tour duty here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm a vet. I'm way above this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, he's offered a promotion. We, this is another deleted scene yeah. where yeah. his manager is just like, usually it's six months, but like next week, like yeah. you're... Can it be? I don't know what his promotion is. Yeah, they kept it very vague, but yeah, something head of scheduling or something like something that. Something like I think that. He says, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, that scene with Paris is like that's but, a call I've received many times. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you, you wait, I, maybe I missed it in the episode, but they said he was going to be giving scheduling duties or something. He, yeah, that's what he says. I, I can't remember. I mean, they what, said ahead of schedule for sure. Oh, yeah, oh, ahead, ahead of, of schedule. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ahead I misheard. <laughs> I thought he was like ahead of schedule. He's ahead of lettuce. No. Um, that would have been a funny detail, though, for them to add if they did say you were going to be in charge of scheduling, because that was one thing that 
you know, Jim says like, this is the smallest amount of power that it's ever, <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. going to anyone's head. Um, Exciting. Who's going to work yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that would have been a funny detail if that was actually the case. But that would be. Yeah. They just said he'd be going to management or something, but clearly you don't need the training. Um, yeah, right. I don't know. Do you think that scene was necessary? Like, or does it add anything to have it in? Yeah. It's just because just of his reaction. Yeah. That he's so nonplussed mm. by this yeah. promotional offer, which, which what's Dwight been wanting? The entire right. run of the office. Oh, yeah, he wants to be a manager. Yeah. yeah. He at, wants to be manager. Yeah, and here, he is, his manager immediately recognizes his talent and is like, you shouldn't be a sales associate. You should be a manager. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't care. No. I mean, even, I mean, even the, just a little bit of positive reinforcement. Hey, did you sell those two printers this morning? Good job. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Child's play. Give me something hard to sell. <laughs> yeah. Just like what? <laughs> or uh, yeah. later on in the new leads episode, it's funny to see how Dwight is reacting here because he talks in the new leads episode. He's like, I could have been number two at a Home Depot right now. I know. Ivan Shotsky. The Ivan Shotsky. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's like, but it's like both Dwight and Michael are on separate odysseys here. And this is, a, this is really is an episode about how much they need each other. Yeah. How much they, they belong together. Because like, like, like we say, he's... <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking? Are you thinking of the karaoke scene? No, I'm thinking of. Well, you said how much they belong together, and I'm just thinking of when they get the staples. the The song that is playing is "Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong." It is shot like a romantic. It's shot like a romantic comedy. It was a really funny way to phrase it. Yeah, white. Yeah, following Michael frantically trying to find him in the stable. Eagles fly. It really is. It's like he's running through the airport. He mistakes somebody for Dwight. Yeah. Uh, everything was perfect but, <laughs> but just like they like like they each get what you think they've always wanted it's like Dwight look you immediately got offered manager job yeah. you you are being seen and hey Michael you have someone who's obsessed with you who wants to be around you all the time and yeah. he's inviting you out for beers to go yeah. watch the game and hang mm-hmm. out and it's like they're Hooters. both yeah. Yeah. yeah they're both getting what they've always wanted and, another, and when they get it they're just like doesn't I don't want this feels awful. I don't want this. They just want each other. I mean, it's like it's yeah, it's it's a genuine bromance moment where, you know, Michael realizes that he doesn't want someone to just suck up to him. And right. uh, And and uh, he wants wants, someone to water his plants and organize his toys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just someone who genuinely looks up to him. Do his laundry. And Dwight needs somebody to look up to. Yeah. Right. Like every everybody at Staples, he just sees himself above them. But there's things that Michael does that he can't do. Dwight, Michael's funny. Like Dwight doesn't know how to be funny. You know, it's like <laughs> my boss I, isn't funny. I don't get to wear my ties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, that's the first thing he mentions that, that he doesn't like about the place. And Michael's face was like, my boss isn't funny. And Michael's like, well, like, yeah. like, like oh, you guys are so perfect for each other. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I think that that's you know. It, yeah, and and uh, I think Michael's reminded that that Dwight is genuine and will will tell him the truth, and and Andy is you know just full of it. I wish there were more of a scene. I mean, we do get the they they come back together, and you know Michael is introducing me. I wish there were a moment in this episode, kind of like the beanbag scene in New Leads, where they come back. <laughs> yeah. and he's oh, like, oh yeah. nobody wants to sit on that thing. He goes. Yeah. You better not because it's for me and Dwight Michael only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they like the sort of best friends clubhouse kind of moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally. I don't want to do your laundry anymore. We can, we can talk about that. <laughs> you want shirts on hangers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> like the sort of like fist pump that Dwight gives. Fist yeah. pump when Dwight yeah, <laughs> catches on, the laundry. Shirts on you want shirts on hangers? <laughs> uh, this goes into... Um, so yeah, my, uh, Michael go gets Dwight back. They uh, and then they get they get back right after Andy has punched a hole in the wall, which we should probably worth talking about because. Uh, what, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The wall Michael's while there when Andy punches the hole in the correct. wall. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just mean um, he then he goes and gets him right. Yeah. right and and that's like the look in Michael's eyes is just like oh, okay. Whoa. Like yeah. I'm just. I'm going to stop you right there well, and, and leave. And, that, you know, I, I, I don't know if we mentioned that another moment that kind of builds to Andy punching the hole in the wall is that Michael is like, no, I don't want to do any, any of that. Any of those things. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, me, beer, buzzed. And then we get the, sorry, I annoyed you Slaughter. with my friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, just this, this episode is chock full of Andy quotes. It's yeah. funny. You know, in all these scenes, like you need to have either Pam or Jim holding the earpiece up to their head to connote that they're the one calling or imply that they're the one mm-hmm. calling. But Andy would have to pick up that Jim or Pam is just standing, is just sitting there with a phone held up to their ear, not saying anything and looking directly at it. Sure. sure. Well, no. and too, when it's after the, after he punches the hole, uh, Jim hangs up. It's like, and the ringtone stops immediately. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I also thought it was very funny when like you'd hear it. Yeah, you'd hear it. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, above would disperse it a little bit. Yeah. But like you, I mean, know it's coming from above. Andy does lack self awareness, as Michael points out. But yeah. I think that uh, that is one of those moments where, like, he knows that people are messing with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like so, but he doesn't know how to admit it or react to it. You mentioned something earlier uh, when we were watching the episode, Alex, you mentioned uh, when they, when Jim throws the phone on the ceiling, you, you used to kind of offhand Stanley Sealy when he notices. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is funny because if you think about it, like oh, Sean, actually, yeah. Oh, Sean. Oh, my bad. Um, Give him his flowers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hand strikes and gives a flower. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but it's funny. Cause the other thing you would think is like, after all of this, you wouldn't think that the, the strange noise from the ceiling would be related to this unlocatable music. Right. Yeah. 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 Right above Andy. Jim also says, maybe it's in the ceiling. Maybe it's up your butt. Yeah. Sure. Maybe you're in the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, all good. Um, Did you check your butt? <laughs> Different quote. Different yeah. one, but... Different. But, yeah. Whatever. Um, he does not like that wall. <laughs> that's half-inch drywall. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hot coffee. I did read... <laughs> <laughs> and pour it on your pants. <laughs> uh, there, I did read a little note that Ed Helms had to do that take like five or six times and actually like Whoa. cut up his knuckles. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be tricky. Mm-hmm. Gotta score the wall. I have a hole. Actually, you guys can go look at it. I have a hole in my house that almost looks exactly like that. <laughs> it was there when we bought it. It's, yeah. I think, oh, interesting. We'll go. We'll go check it out later. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. cool. Let's go down to the hole and throw things down. There. <laughs> hide, yeah. hide some trees. Uh, another deleted scene we get too is uh, Andy leaving the office in the dark mm-hmm. after everyone else has left. So uh, you know what we kind of realized was like, oh, Andy sort of just like says, I'm going to go to the break room. Does anyone want anything? Okay. And, he, and he's just been hiding until yeah. the, until everyone went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, he just to get his briefcase. Right. Like, and then one last phone ring. Someone yeah, just yeah. Call, calls yeah. his phone. Do you think it was Jim? <laughs> Could have been. Uh, you know, Andy's car is still in the, in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and then and then uh, we get we get Angela and Dwight reunited. Yes. Um, okay, stop shaking her hand. You're gonna break it. Uh, and then you mentioned also the not bad, huh? You did this for me. Yeah, <laughs> guilty. Classic. Uh, we also get the uh, <laughs> draw me a map, mama. Yeah, uh, one Dwight, of your favorite quotes. Draw me a map, mama. I mean, if we're talking about quotes too, I don't trust you, Phyllis. Yeah. <laughs> That's another good one. Um, but uh, but we also get Dwight <laughs> uh, gets <laughs> gets the honors with the uh, with the pinata. Oh my god! And uh, tur- <laughs> oh, yeah. turns down the fl- the blindfold. No, no, I, no. I don't no. need it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. I love his karate noises. Yeah, always so funny. Angela just watching proudly, mm-hmm. and then he runs around the office killing oh all God. the other pinatas. The, li- the little twitchy like smile on uh, Angela's yeah. face, yeah, is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, so these are I didn't clip this one, but these are his karate sounds. <laughs> that is exactly what he does during this scene. Yeah, I, I need to. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. I'll grab those some other time. We'll have a whole, a whole uh, Dwight yellboard. Mm-hmm. Why are you grunting so loudly? Ask any female <laughs> tennis player or her husband. Holland <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cube. Holland Cube, dude. And then, uh, and then we, um, we get Andy sent off to anger management school. Mm-hmm. You must be Marcy. <laughs> doing exactly doing the same thing. That scene is always so weird to me, just because she's like smoking a cigarette. I don't know what it is about it. It's just strange, but. Uh, but I, I guess that's like maybe the reason that he he's able to run into her outside mm. before yeah. he walks in. I don't know. It's weird. Um, well, any last thoughts about the return? I mean, the only other thing that we didn't really talk about, we alluded mm. to it. There is a deleted scene of where Kevin and Ryan have this interaction about pinatas. And yes. Kevin makes a lot of jokes about a donkey also being called an ass and yeah. candy coming out of the ass. Right? Yeah. I thought that was and then just, we're going to eat we, the candy. Yeah. Then where does that candy yeah. go? I thought that was very funny and very silly. Yeah. I understand yeah, that it it's something you could cut for time without impacting the rest of the episode, but yeah. I did really enjoy it. Yeah. But other than that, the only closing thought I have is that this is such a strong episode. Like I thought, it really is. Yeah, you yeah. get a ton of comedic storylines. You get Jim, Pam, Karen, that little extra like hit of drama and tension that kind of helps round out what is a pretty funny and silly episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a really strong episode of the office. Yeah. I think that, I think that's what I was realizing too, watching it was just like, man, this is a very dense episode and full of hilarious jokes and memorable moments. I think the only reason that it's not like a classic quote unquote episode, like is because, you know, Dwight's not in the office. It's, it's very Andy heavy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think that that's just that just kind of feels a little like, you know, there's a lot of utility to the episode, which is like we need to wrap up Andy's story. We need to get Dwight back into the office. Mm-hmm. Like th- those are like we need to it, they need to accomplish these tasks in yeah. this episode. And it, I feel like it goes a little more. It's it's a really good like infrastructure episode, yeah. but I don't think of it as like one of the crowning. It's even though it's a great example of like the show being funny and brilliantly written, yeah. it's not like you would suggest this as even like a first five episodes to watch because right. it's just like you want to see you want one where Dwight is sitting next to Jim and you, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that's that's pretty much it. But bless you, Kazoo. Sorry. Last note for me. Uh, I think one of my favorite shots in this episode, just a great, great old school classic office moment is just the there's a quick shot of Angela and Michael in the break room um, yeah nice to have Oscar back <laughs> yeah and they're, they're both mourning yeah. Dwight yeah for different <laughs> both, reasons yeah different ways yeah the way that they're sitting one forward yes. one to the side a table apart 
It just is. They have so a, much to talk about, and yet they, yeah, that's they it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's leave it there. And well, there uh, you have it. Come back in the conference room. Let's let's go to the conference room. Everyone, conference room now. All right, for the conference room this week, we have a very big announcement. Uh, last week, we had our costume contest post-Halloween. Yeah. And uh, we had several people send in amazing costumes that we mentioned on the podcast. Those were all our finalists. And we decided that we were so impressed by everyone's contribution that all of our finalists will be getting a Michael Scott Podcast Company mug. Whoa. And the grand prize winner will also receive a t-shirt as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Question mark? Which leads to our big announcement, which is that uh, after much... Uh, yes, we're just saying <laughs> yeah. um, you get a mug and a t-shirt of, of what, <laughs> you might ask. Uh, which leads to our big announcement, which is that after a long hiatus, the Michael Scott Podcast Store is back. Get hyped. Um, so we are offering uh, mugs with our logo and with uh, and char- like individual ca- character mugs, uh, as well as a mm-hmm. T-shirt is on there. So um, go check it out. There will be a link in our Instagram bio and the show notes, and in the show notes. Um, so uh, yeah, that is that is up and available for purchasing. Wow. What a time to be alive. <laughs> when did we last have the store? How long ago was that? It's been a while. Been uh, a while. For those of you... A couple years? <laughs> for those of you who weren't around, uh, we launched a store. Uh, it was highly successful uh, with many, many orders <laughs> yeah. uh, until yeah. we realized <laughs> months later that we had like lost money. Like a little a, bit. A little we bit. We were breaking Not, even mostly. It wasn't killing us, but we were just yeah. like, hold on. <laughs> Folks, there's hidden fees. You got to find this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, all that is to say you is... You take that money that you're making and you suck it. <laughs> yeah. You suck it. <laughs> and anyway, we're, we're, we're back. We're figuring it out. Yeah. So um, those of you that got in a couple years ago... That was those were the golden times. It's true. Okay, and I wish I wish you could tell what were the good old days when you're actually in them. Those yeah. were it, and now it's end of season nine, and we're, the store's back. And if you did uh, were a part of that back then, uh, the the merch is kind of different now. So take a look. Uh, maybe yes. maybe you'll be into the new the, the Andy new mug stuff. is now the Drew mug. That's right. <laughs> it's Drew now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there'll be more stuff coming out because yeah. look holidays are coming up yep um maybe if maybe if your your partner your spouse whoever is like hey what do i get you you know a question do you like getting that question what do you i get like you? yeah where it's like oh, hey yeah. what do you want for christmas oh yeah my me, that's always how my family's operating <laughs> yeah yeah I, let I, me send send you my amazon wish list no, that i i'm not a fan <laughs> i don't i don't like it really it's a to-do list for me now that i gotta figure out something to give you and it puts all the onus on me part of to me a gift is on the person has to think of what it is get it and surprise you with it you're gonna get something you don't want but buy yourself what you want you know if it's something you really want you buy it this christmas buy yourself what you want (laughs) exactly (laughs) and be like like, what do you want well then give me money and i'll buy whatever all i can think of is there's a jim gaffigan bit where he's like do you ever open up a present and say and think to yourself not even close (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) not even even close (laughs) but you know this is this is the risk we take um i mean you're right some guidance in the right direction yeah it goes a long way don't get me wrong with my family in particular we we had to stop because it was like we're all wasting money 
by going to Powell's and picking things out of the staff recommendation section <laughs> sure. that we're not going to read. None of us are readers. Well, don't buy books then. Yeah, don't buy books, right? Yeah. But you know this about your family. They're not readers. Don't buy them a book, you know? It's, but we, d- like? we did it for years until That's finally true. I was like, everyone needs to make a list of what you want. <laughs> I guess share it. <laughs> I guess that's where I come down on it is like I, I just don't like I'm gonna send you a link. Person opens the link, buys it, and that's that. It's sort right. of like I would also be like I, I could be like, here's a list of items. I mean, I that's maybe it's do. one step removed where I'm like, I'm looking for a new like you know, I'm looking for a new golf thing or whatever. I'm not just gonna send you the link and buy it. Uh, but it's like I can give you an idea. That yeah. that's that I have no problem with. That's what we do in, in my family's within like our yeah. Like we send each other a, a list of things and you sure. kind of get things from the list. So you get some yeah. things from your list. You don't get everything, you know, um, it's yeah. kind of nice because you can maybe surprise or you could talk with the family. Hey, I'm going to get them this. Don't get them this. Maybe yeah. We yeah. Can, you know, sure. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And then, and then you, and then everybody's happy because you have all the things that you've dreamed of having <laughs> and you're having a great Christmas. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my family has been moving in a more radical direction, which is we are just not doing gifts. Mm. Like we are just That's the way. Well, <laughs> As a family, my my brother and me and mom and my dad, aka a family, were like, "Great, let's just maybe one thing each." And every single year for a few years, and then my mom's like, "I, I just couldn't resist," because <laughs> my mom's just the sweetest woman in the world, and she'll be like, "I just I just thought of you when I saw this," and she's very good at like you open it and it's like it's it the opposite of not even close. I was like, I didn't even realize I did need a new scarf or whatever <laughs> um so I, you know my mom's very good at that so that's um, good if, if, but we're trying to get to a point where it's like one thing mm-hmm. and let me tell you my gosh it makes the holidays not stressful and isn't that the real gift if you could imagine <laughs> imagine going into christmas you had no like oh i gotta go shop yeah. imagine that it was just gone yeah and it, you're just like yeah you can just go hang out and that's that I can't remember the last time I wasn't shopping for something on Christmas Eve. Really? Oh. Yeah. And some people it's, are built that way. They there's like always it. just that little thing of like... Mm-hmm. My dad exclusively waits until Christmas Eve <laughs> to shop. Yeah. That is his... He does it every year. That is his tradition. I will say it used to be crazy on Christmas Eve, and now I feel like it's really, really chill. Like it's... Yeah. Well, people just don't go to stores people anymore. Go on, people Why go on the you? internet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you too can go on the internet at this new store link <laughs> yes. that will be available in our Instagram bio and in the show notes. And uh-huh. I'm sure we'll be uh, mentioning it. And as time goes on, in their housekeeping and other segments. So, um, wow. yeah. Yes. That's how you exciting. fluff up a conference room segment, yeah. folks. Yeah. Tis well, the season. <laughs> well, uh, well, there you have it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to call us and leave us a message, you mm. can. 503-694-9314. We'd love to play the messages on the show. Kind of feeling it. A- a voicemail episode soon Let's too. Let's do it. It's, I feel like it's, it's coming, coming up. for sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Would love to see some more trivia in there. I know it's been a while since we've been doing that. Also, uh, I think it was um, our uh, beloved Scott Tot Gen V who suggested a, a Jeopardy style uh, mm. trivia. Trivia. And if oh, yeah. uh, so, if you would, uh, if you've been thinking about some trivia, go ahead and format it like that and, sure. and send it our way. One other one other idea that we've had that that Edwin um, co-host of the show Edwin brought up That's is me. that uh, trying out an auction draft. One yeah, of these days. I want to do an auction draft. Now you know we do our drafts normally, our snake drafts, mm-hmm. uh, where we where we pick things. But give us like some suggestions. Like what would be best for an auction draft? Which all that means is each of us start with say a hundred a hundred yeah. fake dollars, mm-hmm. and you know let's say you're doing characters, and it's like all right, Andy, 
and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll throw down $10. And it's like, I need them. I'll go 15. And we, <laughs> 20. we, we 25. And yeah. We, yeah. Right, okay. So, so, so we bid until someone just gets it. And okay. then I, now I have $75 in my budget. And then you're next up, it's Dwight. And it's like, oh, I should have saved money for Dwight. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be a good thing to auction draft within the office? Cool. Cause I feel like there's better ideas than others for that format. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's how that idea works. Okay. Sweet. We can that bid. sounds great. So, so yeah, uh, send oh, send cool. that our way. MSpodcastcompany at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Join us. Uh, five bucks a month gets you the Scott's Tot uh, treatment. You get a mailbag episode every month. You get ad-free main feed episodes. You get bonus content like our Over the Garden Wall podcast that we just oh. did. That's right. That's right. Uh, our new show. You get to uh, be a part of our Thurgood Marshall College Fund contributions. Embroidered towels, lithium batteries. <laughs> Aaron will eat garbage for your entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so very special thanks to our... our Red uh, fertile dirt. Patreon <laughs> supporters. <in> <laughs> and a very special thanks to Kayla and Brianna, yeah. who run our Discord, mm-hmm. which is available to everyone. Uh, although there are special channels for our Scott's Tots. Mm. Very special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designed our artwork. Uh, I'm lonely, and I need a new Ryan. It's been a minute. <laughs> this episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA. No Zurich, Switzerland. No Zurich. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's great to be back here in Portland uh, and to share the energy of being in the room with these guys. Uh, but thank you for listening, for supporting us, for uh, all of our Patreon members, all of the Discord community, everyone who follows us on show- on social, sends us emails, everyone leaves us voicemails, interacts with us in any way. We truly appreciate it. It makes doing the show a joy, uh, and it gives us the energy to keep going week after mm. week after week. And just a sincere thanks and appreciation. We love you. Take care. Stay safe. See you next week. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.